I'm ready to record. Excellent. If any, if any label wants to sign me, that was an original. <laughs> Excellent. Let's try this once again, shall we? Now I'm going to double check. Yeah, we're good. Tight. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of Camp 5e. My name is Madison. I am your dungeon master this afternoon. Uh, we've got our fearless camp counselors on deck as well. Joining us today, we have Dane Osley Olson. Hello. The lag continues to be terrible. Brian Lockridge. What's up? And Sadler Bono. Hello. Hey, gang. How's everybody uh, feeling today now that we're actually recording? I'm feeling really good. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, I just noticed that we people have been trying to message us on the Instagram. And if this is you and I haven't responded, I'm so sorry. Thank you, everyone, for engaging with our social media presence. It really helps. We only have like 80 followers on Instagram. Doing great, Brian. Sadler, are you laughing at me? I'm laughing with you. Okay. Well, your video's <laughs> off, so I can't tell. And I retract what I said. We have 57 followers. We're doing oh, great. No. Episode eight, guys. This is the eighth episode. Would you say we're halfway? That's a good question. I think that... You think we're less than halfway, Dane? No, I think we're past halfway. Yeah, I think, I think you're just past halfway. Yeah. Yeah. Going for like 15 episodes. Yeah, I think, I think, I think we... A lot more stuff is going to happen a lot more quickly in the next episodes. Right. It'll yeah, more yeah. will happen, right. but in a shorter period of time. Yes. And not just because Dane has inside information. No, no, I I I I only have a little bit of inside information. I have no inside information and I agree with that. Also, I'm so sorry. I'm gonna run and grab some toilet paper so I can mute myself and blow my nose throughout the next two wow. hours. All right, we are going to pause for toilet paper. So far, honestly, guys, this podcast is going great. Hey, I mean, we've honestly we've had we're worse only thirty-five minutes late. Yeah, no, we we've had some worse uh, showings. <laughs> you can believe it. This is this is uh, as far as professionalism goes. This is, I mean, in the top half, maybe. Oh, easy. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Of course. Hello, welcome back. Alrighty, gang. Let's talk about the road so far, and not just the new segment of the podcast that we do coming out every five episodes in which we all discuss the campaign so far, answer your questions, and make guesses about where the road will lead us. Now, let's talk about the road so far as literally what has happened in the game up to this point. Uh, so last episode, you guys did a little investigating. You uh, talked to fruitlessly, spoke to Chloe McDonald, got into a little bit of a fight with her, uh, except for Brad, who had a very sweet moment with her. Excellent conversation. Excellent conversation. 10 out of 10. You guys did a little bit of research, including how going off and casting some spells to see if he can reconnect with this mysterious figure that he has seen a couple times now in the kind of dunamantic energy surrounding the island, uh, which was successful. Everybody made plans to venture into the forest in the evening. Yes, Brian? No, sorry. Are you done? No, I'm not. So the party 
for I don't know, call you that, hopefully, is making plans to head into the forest, uh, hit some spots on the way in, as well as leaving behind their cabins in the hands of Raven Sorensen, who has uh, valiantly taken on three cabins that they are now babysitting this evening. Uh, You know, heard some rumors that some other folks are making their way into the forest this evening, and you've received a summons, or rather Cobweb received a summons, to appear at the Pixie Court at the Calm Tower this evening or face retribution. Uh, so, you guys have a lot on your plate. Any other beats in the road so far that I missed? Thank you for saying I went and cast a spell rather than saying I went and tortured forest creatures because that also would have been accurate. Second of all, Dane is sending me TikToks. First of all, I sent you a TikTok while we were still very much not recording. <laughs> Wow. That is all. Wow. It was probably good. You sent me good choice TikToks. I appreciate it. No, I'm not cutting that. It shows our personality, Dane. Dear God, anything else in the road so far? No. Uh Brad was told specifically to steer clear of the comm station by Peter this evening. That is indeed correct. Information oh. I have not yet shared with the uh, rest of the dudes because I haven't thought about it yet. Yes, and why did we want to go to the comm station? Because that's where all the magic shit happens. Because that's where D. I, I found like specifically D. Rodriguez's stuff. So you want to go there to to look at look at clues? Yeah. So we want to go to the comm station. I want to go. Rather, Hal wants to go to the fort to look for the ship, and then we have to go to Pixie Court, a prime time TV show. Right. <laughs> yes those are the three places we have yes. to go and those are all things dane knows we need to do brad has no clue where we're going it's better that way yep and that is the road thus far that is the road so far Alrighty, gang. Uh, so as you guys make your plans for the evening night falls over the camp uh, Raven has a, a practical brand layer of accoutrement and walkie-talkies on them while they prepare to take over and watch your cabin for the evening. Very graciously doing so. And as you guys uh, attempt to disappear into the woods, I need everyone to make a stealth check. Seven. Oh, got a seven. What did Brad get? Brad got a four. Interesting, <laughs> interesting. Brad got a four. I, and I rolled this at disadvantage, and I got, just so you know, a two and a 20. Interesting. And what did uh, Donovan get? I got a 19 total. A 19. Excellent. All righty. As you guys are sneaking down the front steps of your cabin, you guys kind of scramble from shadow to shadow. There's a couple lanterns and kind of porch lights on on some of the other cabins, uh, and you disappear towards the tree line. As you do, let's see, everyone go ahead and make a perception check for me. I'm very perceptive. We're off to a really good start out here, boys. What'd you get? I got a nine total. I got a 16. And I got an 11. All right, 16, 9, and 11. 
hell, and I think probably Donovan, you as well, you guys start to make your way towards the forest, and uh, you hear a voice behind you say, Oh, hi there. Hi there, guys. What, what are you up to? And Karen is walking along the edge of the forest, uh, holding her clipboard, and uh, notices you all. Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. Hi. We... Hi. What's up, guys? Um, we're going for a stroll before um, lights out. Raven, keep an eye on our campers. Um, just getting a bit of fresh air for hitting a sack. Just trying to find Jeremy. Oh, he's been for, he's been tired. Yes. 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 We're looking for Jeremy. He's been tired. I want to make sure he's getting enough sleep. Yes, he has a thing with sleepwalking. I need, I'm going to say Brad and Hal specifically, one of you can make a deception check with advantage. What if the thing I'm saying was not a lie? Uh, I'm looking for Jeremy. Can I make a persuasion? Hmm. In what way are you persuading, Karen? I, responsible, am looking for Jeremy, who is doing an irresponsible thing, to help him sleep better. But here's my argument. You are attempting to you're attempting to pretend that you are not up to no good, yes. which I would argue is deception. Okay. I have a plus three to deception. Yeah, I do too. Go for it. So three and an eight. That's an eleven total. An eleven total. You see that Karen kind of looks uh, at all of you. I think that also, Donovan, your stealth was pretty high. So I think you might like currently be like frozen in a shadow, like four feet away from these guys. (laughs) That's awesome. And so you see that Karen kind of looks at you guys and she leans down and goes to speak into her walkie-talkie. Oh! <laughs> I was. I, that was I, truly. I was not sure what was happening. I thought Dane was having literally like technical issues. No, I'm trying to put this fucking magic Yes, out loud, out loud. I do that. I go, oh, right, and I run through my pockets for my two gold coins, and I say, Karen, look, and I flip them up in the air, and they glimmer green and pink and they fall back in my hands and we've rewound or rather she has forgotten the last six seconds excellent uh you see yeah she kind of leans into her walkie-talkie and starts to say this is uh karen calling for jeremy and you fling these two twin coins in the air uh and you have rewound uh six seconds i need you to go ahead and roll a d20 for me oh baby Okay, here we go. A 19. A 19? What is your Arcana modifier? Eight. Eight. Oh. Let's say. 
Okay, so you notice specifically as you cast this spell, almost like, you know how when a creeper gets struck by lightning, it becomes a supercharged creeper? As you cast- That's a fun fact. It is a fun fact. Take the creeper head. As you cast this spell on Karen, it has a similar effect, and you feel your full body like vibrate and tingle with an explosion of dunamis. Um, That's very funny. Sorry. Uh, you're welcome. But you have reround six seconds. What do you guys do? Um, so we're back to the point where are we back to the point where she's asking what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah, I'll say that uh you we've reround and so you are talking about it's technically not six seconds, but we'll say that we've gone back far enough. So she's saying, uh, what are you what are you guys up to? Do we do, do like me and Brad remember the last so six seconds? What happens is see this is what we're talking about where it doesn't target I think everyone might forget everything I said. Um hang on, let me look it up real quick. When you cast a spell, you skillfully reshape the memories of the listeners in your immediate area so that each creature of my choice within five feet of you forgets everything you said in the last six seconds. Those creatures then remember that you actually said the words you speak as the verbal component of the spell. So I have to say it. And it, right. they forget what I said. Okay, um, but we'll remember. So I so, say So, yeah. Are you, I guess, because I'm going to act in a different way depending on whether you wipe my memory. I do not. So. No, definitely not. Okay. You definitely see that I have cast a spell and everything. Okay. And I flip my coins and I say, because Brad still said his stuff, I say, um, right. So Karen, I know we're asking you to bend the rules a little bit, but if you could, that'd be great. Just let us go on this little walk, catch up with our friend, and we'll be back before anyone knows it. And that is a persuasion. <laughs> I will say now at this point, I will allow Brian to make a persuasion roll with advantage. Okay, here we go. This is a plus six. It's a six and an 18. That is a 24. You watch as Karen's eyes kind of shift. You can see the kind of dunamis working in her brain. And as you cast the spell, she kind of takes a moment and says, um, you know, I think that since you're looking to take care of one of your fellow counselors, that's that's all right. Just make sure that uh, you don't stay out too late uh, and let me know as soon as you found Jeremy, okay? And if you need any assistance, please let Karen, or I'm Karen, please let Kevin or I know and we can assist you. That was a Maddie goof, not a Karen goof, just to be clear. Okay, mystery, who is she? <laughs> but yeah, you see that Karen kind of nods uh, and kind of sends you guys off into the forest. Can I do an insight check to see like how honest that you is? You may absolutely do an insight check. An 11, do I get any sort of vibe? An 11. I'll say that as you're kind of watching this interaction take place, the thing about Karen that you've noticed, especially now that you've been at camp longer, is that she always looks exactly the same. Uh, she wears the same outfit, which isn't necessarily rare at camp, but her hair is done the exact same way. And just kind of looking at her, you slip a little bit. You get that kind of uncanny valley uh, feeling on the back of your neck, just a tiny, tiny bit. I don't even think so much so that you can necessarily place it at first, uh, but that's what you get on your 11 inside check. All right. Yep, I'll 
then I guess we'll take it. Sounds good. Alrighty, you guys tromp into the forest. Where are you guys headed first? Comp station. Yeah, comp station. Wait, I'll take uh, Hal aside and say, good job, kid. I was going to choke her out. Um, <laughs> so, quick thinking. Um, actually, I have Brad to thank for that. I was pretty stunned in the moment, but luckily he uh, had uh, seen me do a similar thing to um, Chloe. So he, thank you, Brad. I, I appreciate it. Some, I got to kind of sharpen my reflexes and remember my the spells I have in my at my disposal quicker. Hey, you're on the team now, dude. And I, I pat you real hard on the back. Yeah, oh, geez. Thanks, Brad. Anyway, uh, to the comm station. What? Uh, yeah. No, uh, we shouldn't go there today. Um, I thought that was like the the thing, com com station. I mean, you know, Harp de Gras, I was thinking that the com station might have like a tunnel into the fort or something, you know, like for when there's a war going on. So I think com station is like our number one. Uh, well, we can, on we the, should do com station a I different mean, night. Brad, it's on the it way. Has to been, it has yeah, been. Other, it's um, it's been dibsed already. Dibsed. Yes. Like. Or, like somebody else already called dibs on the comm station to tonight to study it because we um, can do that with them. I don't know who is it. Like, that doesn't seem uh, like we should to investigate it at all. I mean, we could hit it on the way back if we're out really late, Brad. We're on the same team now. What are you not telling us? It's, I can't, we should not go there because somebody else who is in my confidence has dibsed it and asked me not to go. Well, they didn't ask me or Donovan not to go. I think it's important. I got to learn about my man D. Rodriguez. He said, quick, she's dying. And no one listened to me and now everybody's going to die. I think that kind of sets precedent over dibs. Yeah, I agree. Look, um, we'll be in and out. We'll be in and out. And I have a way with words. I'll just talk to whoever's there. I have some natural charm. Hal? Yes? I need to, I. Can I ask you a question? I need you to be really, really honest with me. Yes, I absolutely will be, teammate. How big of a crush do you have on Chloe? <laughs> what? N who? No. Warlock. <laughs> you. <laughs> what? How? Make a deception check. That's a natural three. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think that, that speaks for itself. I admire her ability to interact with the arcane and i think she's way smarter than any popular guy gives her credit for and i think she might be happier if she spent more time committing to her duties in the tutor squad and her studies of the arcane i also think that she would make a great wizard and she's wasting her time with tome magic because it's simply just i mean don't even get me started um, but a crush? A crush? No. No. None of those here. Anyway. Hell? Yeah. I think 
we should go somewhere else or we might un- end up in a situation where both you and I are deeply uncomfortable. Did someone call dibs? Yes, Chloe? someone called nobody. No, no names were mentioned. Somebody called dibs and I'm avoiding a possible uncomfortable scenario. We have to go to court, right? Let's do that first. Can I roll insight to see if I can deduce that it's Peter? Yeah, go ahead and make just an intelligence check. That's a 24. Uh, a 24? You know without a doubt that Peter is at the comp station right now. All right. Look, Brad, guys like Peter have a head start in life because they have big muscles, they're well-endowed, and they're tall. High school is not where... I'm like all of those things. You're, you are. Okay. High school is not where people like me shine. I may start last and I will finish first. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I kid. I'll put my hand on his shoulder. <laughs> Don't ever say that ever again. What? I think in the race we... of life and the race for love. Oh, I, you know how I, we're teammates I, now? Don't say that to anybody ever again. Oh, yeah. It's like the turtle and the hare. Like I'm going to you know. Yeah, no. No, no, no. I think um I understand what is going on, and personally, I don't want to stumble upon any underage tomfoolery. Either. It's illegal However, for him. Well, it's yes. I think the, the <laughs> I think the um we we should go over there and at least investigate what is going on because perhaps Chloe, who is the daughter of a known evil person that we established, and Peter, who is uh, obviously um. You know, not not entirely not um, suspicious. Might be not uh, tomfoolery. Well, their tomfoolery might be a, a different variety, a variety that we should investigate. If if it, it truly is, we the the signs will be out in the open. If it truly is what uh, you're talking about, and I think we can, we'll be able to know pretty quickly. Um, in that case, I I will uh, take the lead to not to not be awkward, and then I'll come. T- towards you and make sure that uh, everything is a-okay. Yes. Um, I read about this, and we will be able to tell if it is a romantically charged sense of tomfoolery because of the scent, according to my puberty book that I have been reading. Um, please elaborate. No, no, please don't. Pause. We gotta live in the Please don't. I... Yes, I will. Um, I will go check it out. You two, you obviously, uh, yes. On uh, the note of scent, if it is magical tomfoolery, I got a nose for that too. We smell sulfur. That's a different kind of thing. I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. We should check it out. Intercourse yeah. doesn't make magical, colorful, glowing. For example, does or it? Or at least right? that would be very cool if it did. Oh my. Hold okay. On, I need to read something then. No, no, no. Okay, for for, <laughs> I'll I'll go check it out, guys. But that's and then I'll come back if you see children uh, naked. Okay, I opened a fucking can of worms. Here. <laughs> I trust me. It, in this situation, it'll be. I'm going to investigate the the situation, and then I will come back. And if it is, like, I am just worried that these guys are actually doing something nefarious. Well, Does if that... you ask my parents, they certainly are, because they are not married and are under it. Okay, I'm, I'm going, and I Naruto run towards uh, 
the uh, place. Are you just running to the com- fully to the comm station by yourself? Yes. Yeah. I'm running through the forest to the comm station. Wait! I run after it. Oh, no. What does Brad do? I'll chase Hal. All right. You guys run through the forest. It's a bit of a ways back towards the old campsite where the party was, the old clearing. And a little bit past that is this comm station. Uh, You guys arrive kind of in the clearing. Are you stealthing? Yes, I am. Oh, yes. I'm running. Uh, I'm talking about as you get near. Yes, if I get to Donovan, I stealth. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, sorry. I thought you meant once we get there. Once, once I'm like at the clearing where the party was, I will slow down and begin to stealth. All right. Me too. Everyone who's stealthing needs to roll a stealth check. Not very good at this. Oh my god. Guys, I think I need new dice. I've been using these ones for years. I rolled a three. And I got a 24. I'm good, I'm good <laughs> at it. I'm good at it. Brad is not stealthing. Uh, I'm going to wait in the. If you guys, if something goes wrong and you need help, yell otherwise i'm gonna wait here perfect Alrighty. so donovan and hal you guys creep up closer to the comm station the door from what you can see the door is currently open and the kind of uh, emergency light that previously none of the electricity was working in this comm station now the emergency light above the door is turned on giving a little bit of a soft glow and a radius around the entrance uh and you over here two people talking. I'm going to go ahead and have both of you roll perception checks. Okay. Oh my god, it was almost natural 20, then I rolled to a 6. Then, yep, total of 8. I've been rolling real bad. Yeah, I got a 14. 12 plus 2. Would you look at that? Alrighty. There's a little bit of the conversation at the beginning that you have a hard time hearing. Uh, but these voices are raised. This appears to be some type of argument that's taking place. Uh-oh. And Donovan, you specifically hear a voice uh, say, if you're unhappy with this arrangement, then you're free to go. Let me make that clear. And you hear a voice respond, God damn, why do that be so clinical all the time? You hear there's a pause and then some type of, you hear like sound of movement and a voice says, <laughs> I'm sorry, would you like me to light some candles with that to help you do your fucking job? And Donovan, do you hear that this is clearly Chloe McDonald and Peter Gwynn having an argument? Okay. Not about sex. Yeah, I'm, I'm staying in the darkness. What? So Hal rolled a three. Do I know that? He, like, where is he? You guys are kind of creeping up next to each other, kind of darting from tree to tree. Hal, as you are running, you end up catching your foot on a root of one of the trees and you fall in between an open space between two trees. Before that happens, you hear the conversation continue and you hear the Peter's voice say, no, this is what I'm talking about. You have to be a massive bitch all the time. (laughs) And you hear Chloe say, I don't know, Peter, why do you have to be an infuriating prick all the time? Tell me about that. This argument is getting very, very heated. uh, And you hear uh, more movement within the structure. And then there's a long pause where nothing happens. uh, And then you hear Peter's voice say, hey, listen, I'm sorry. Okay? Right? I'm sorry. My fault. 
I it's been a weird beginning of camp so far. And I think I can make it up to you. And right as that happens, Hal, you fall into uh, makes a noise and you hear Chloe say, Shut up. Somebody's out there. As soon as that happens, I'm hiding, I'm leaving Hal. I don't, okay. I don't care. I'm just disappear into the night. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, Donovan, you uh, fully take your 24 stealth, and Hal, you are all alone standing in the middle of the clearing as Chloe and Peter step out of the comp station. Do I have six seconds to react before they come outside? Uh, sure, I'll let you get a reaction. A reaction, or do I have like a full action? You want a surprise round, baby. No, no, I want to cast a spell. Yeah, you so want to cast a spell. Yeah, uh, here's what I'm thinking, and tell me if I'm resolving this in a way that doesn't sound right. Uh, so you are like on the ground. You have tripped, and that has what is has reflected in your stealth roll is that you are like falling down. I will say that since Chloe and Peter both heard you, uh, I will say that your reaction time, the time available to react, is cut shorter because you also have to stand up or orient yourself, not necessarily stand all the way up. So I'm probably going to say that you get a reaction. Uh, okay. No, that's still an action. If you're looking for a spell, it's got to say reaction on it. I know. I think you just use your charm you were talking about, kid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I stand up. Uh, you stand up. You see Chloe starts walking out of the front door of the comm outpost, and you see uh, Peter does as well. And oh, Chloe and Peter. You see Chloe kind of looks at you and says, How, Jesus Christ, what are you doing? What are you doing? I can ask you the same. <laughs> I need Hal. Well, I'll say, yeah, you got an eight on your perception. That is enough. Uh, you notice that Peter has a giant hickey on his neck. Fuck. <laughs> That's my internal monologue. <laughs> and you see Hello. Peter does not speak to you. And Chloe says, Hal, what do you, you're not supposed to be out here. It's past curfew. Uh, hey, Chloe, you're not supposed to be out here. It's past curfew. Oh, shit. Go ahead and make an intimidation check. Yeah, big dick, Hal. <laughs> okay. His intimidation is plus three, which is surprising. <laughs> oh, my God. I rolled a five. I rolled so bad. That's an eight total. You got an eight. You see at this point, Peter steps up to you and says, dude, I think you need to walk back to camp. Peter, with all due respect, I am looking into things much more important than you or than anything you're involved in this weekend um, beyond, and I lean over, getting it on or whatever you teenagers say. I have uh, work to do, magical, important work that is inside this comm station. Um, so you can go back to camp and tell Kevin and Karen that I'm out past curfew and I'll do the exact same to you, or you can give me 10 minutes in that comp station. P please. <laughs> it's weird. It's like you're trying to smell it after they, yeah. No, Hold on. Don't. I need to grab something and then I'm going to explain something that Donovan sees. Okay. It's, it's a combat, combat map. It's a combat map. I'm going to kick Peter's ass. Oh, please. I just... Hal is 
13? 14. Yes. No. Four, we 14. said 14. You just turned 14. 14. That's right. Freshly 14. Yes. It's interesting. Perfect. Alrighty. So, Donovan, you uh, rolled a 14 on your perception check. Let's have Brad make a perception check. Brad, you are standing all alone in this dark clearing. Uh, last time you were here, you did not have a good time. No, I really got kind of fucked on by a gnome. Uh, also, you were drunk and made a fool of yourself. <laughs> Is there any reason I would have to roll this at advantage? At advantage? Wow. Uh, I if not, that's roll. okay. Okay. That's a flat 10. A 10. All right. Brad. What you notice is something that you've heard before. Indeed, you heard it during the pixie fight. A terrible screaming sound from off in the forest. Donovan, you hear this as well, but you also see the source of it. Gliding through the trees is a figure of a young woman in a Camp Judson tie-dyed t-shirt ripped and shredded and bloody. Her incredibly massive curly hair is matted and there are twigs and sticks in it. You can see her kind of pointed elven ears poking out the side and you see a horrifying visage of Jenna Millsberger letting out a screaming pained wail. As this is happening, Hell, you do not notice this because you see Peter has started to get up in your face. Uh, and you see that Peter says, you know what, Hal, you talk a big game. You really do. And I get it. You know, you're a red camera kid. You think that means hot shit. But I need you to know that losers like you aren't worth anything. And I need everyone to roll initiative, please. Let's do it. Brian has a fucking plus seven to this roll or some shit. Yes, he does. He's also muted. Yes, very muted. It's because I sneezed earlier. I sang a song about kicking Peter's ass, and none of you heard it, which is a huge bummer. Damn. All right. Uh, all right, what did Brad roll for initiative? I got a 10. Uh, how many HP does Brad have currently? 53. And your AC is 16? It's 18 slash 16, because I, for the most part will be using my bat one-handed but i will i will tell you if i use it for if i use it two-handed got it uh what did donovan roll i rolled a 21 for initiative damn and how many hit points does donovan currently have uh, donovan has 34 hit points right. and your ac is still 16 yes it is uh, you only have 34 hit points i was yeah i was gonna say i have 33 I know. I, I didn't roll very yeah, well. Yeah, damn. What did Hal roll for initiative? 25? 25? Yep. Rolled an 18. Uh, how many hit points does Hal currently have? 33. And Hal's AC is 11? Yes. <laughs> Alrighty, folks. So, first to act is Hal. Uh, the immediate threat before you appears to be Peter Gwynn, who is currently threatening you. Okay. I say, Peter, I'm going to warn you one time. Please step back. Does he say anything? Is that what you're doing for your whole turn? No, but it, I want him to say no so I can have consent to kick his ass. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, 
go ahead and I'm going to let Hal make a free insight check right now. Oh my God, that's a natural one. You see Peter says, whatever you say, kid, and uh, goes to punch you. What would you like to do on your turn? I stick my hands out and I just grab and a... The 15 foot cube. Oh, no one else is 15 feet, right? Chloe's very yeah, Chloe. Chloe and Peter are standing probably oh, 15 feet in front of the doors of the comm station side by side. So you're going to hit both. Oh, yeah. Peter didn't get up in my face. They are next to each other. Oh, I They're completely adjacent to one another, I think is the correct term. Oh, that changes things. She's really not going to want to date you if you hit her with a thunderbolt or a thunder wave. I know. I thought Peter. I will say you can angle it so it's just Peter that, but to catch him on the very edge of it. I I don't think I can because it's a fifteen. No, because originally. Oh, it's a cone. Got it. Got it. Got it. I keep thinking it's a cone. No. Okay. Hang on. So then Peter is not engaged with me right now. Not yet. Not yet, baby. Okay, this is what I do. Okay. He says that, and mm-hmm. I say, all right. I say, Chloe, please stay back. And I take 10 steps backwards. Okay. Or 10 feet backwards. And then I, right when I know he is within, he enters my range and Chloe is out of it, I'm preparing an action to Thunderwave him. Got it. Perfect. All right. You've prepared your action. Uh, next is Donovan's turn. So... Donovan, you are kind of uh, hidden off to the side. Uh, You see what's currently happening probably around 25, 30 feet away, what's happening betwixt Chloe, Peter, and Hal. The door to the comm station is kind of built into a little hill, and so the door opens like underground is how this is built. And there are trees and stuff that have the land has formed on top of it, and there's trees and stuff growing on top of the comm station. Coming over uh, the top of the comm station through those trees is this figure of Jenna Millsberger. And she is also 25 feet away from you. Okay, how, how high in the air is she? Is she she is floating five feet off the ground. I will say that you're going to have to climb this hill a little bit to get up there. And the side that you're on is pretty steep, but I will let you uh, scramble up there uh, with a successful acrobatics check. Yeah, because... Uh... I'm, I'm going to try to protect the kids. I'm not, you know, this is obviously a, uh, something, it, this thing's going to be trouble. So I think, yeah, I'm going to stealthily get as close to Jenna as possible. And then I'm going to flash back to like me at 10 years old being experimented on by people in like lab coats um and like being shot up with like several things with other like shaved bald children you see a row of kids in gray jumpsuits all short haired individuals a row of identical looking beds in this long kind of hallway shaped room and you see a syringe of bright purple liquid in this memory Yep. And it's back to now. And my arms underneath my sleeves are gonna like a whole bunch of purple blood vessels are gonna pop. And then shooting out of both of my arms are 30 foot tentacles, purple writhing tentacles. What the fuck? That, um, <laughs> I'm going to uh, 
like shoot out and I'm just, I can, I have the reach. I'm going to make sure because it's an action to shoot these out of my arms. And so until then, I'm just going to make sure that they are, um, yeah, 30 feet away from me so I can try to grab it and hit it because it's magical. So hopefully if this is a ghost, I'll still be able to do something to it. And can I get so because the tentacles are 30 feet. If I can do that, oh that's that's what I'm going to try. Yeah, I will say as your action, you can kind of continue stealthing into range uh, and use your action to activate these bright purple tentacles. So what do I need to roll for Jenna? So um, she's going to do a dexterity saving throw. Cool. She has a plus two to dexterity. What's your uh, DC? So my DC total, I believe, because it's, yeah, it's my, like, key thing. So total is a 15. And she has to get a 13 or higher. She rolled a three. <laughs> you shoot out these tentacles from your arms, totally blowing your stealth as you do so. So what I will say is, uh, what condition does this impose? So it doesn't i could either knock it prone but i'm not going to do that or pull it 25 feet closer to me so what i'm going to do is to do 3d10 magical bludgeoning damage and then pull it 25 feet closer to me so like just suck it towards me and away from the kids totally you and that is something you can totally do i'll say technically this creature has condition immunities to condition immunities to being restrained but i'll say that this is just this is a yank which is a technical dnd term uh yeah. so go ahead and roll some uh juicy damage yeah no because it says i can either knock it prone or pull it closer to me but that it doesn't say like restrain it and pull it closer exactly um, yeah and i do 15 magical bludgeoning damage to it and suck it with my giant purple tentacles uh 15. She did not like that. Uh, Donovan, as you reach out with these truly terrifying extensions of your own form and you rip this being closer towards you, uh, you see the kind of hollowed out eyes, hollowed out cheekbones. The eyes of this individual are completely black and sunken in. They are empty voids. And as it turns to look at you, this shriek continues to drone, uh, and you see the, like, chest of this creature rattle at the same time. Anything else you would like to do on your turn? Um, I will spend another key point to, as a bonus action, do patient defense. So take the dodge action to give it disadvantage on all attacks and uh, me advantage on dexterity saving throws excellent excellent that is donovan's turn very well done it is now peter's turn peter is going to move into melee range with you how which means uh it triggers your ready to action yes right when he steps within 15 feet of me so go ahead and uh what were you going to do cast uh thunder wave yep he is rolling a constitution saving throw and he has to beat let me make sure it's still 16, right? That's 8 plus level plus intelligence, right? Yes, I believe so. So that's an 18 now. He has it's... to be an 18. 8 plus intelligence is 5. Is this your spell your save? Your spell save DC is 18 at level 5. It should be 16. It should right? be 16. 5. 
because oh. it's not it's no it's proficiency plus casting modifier plus eight it's 16. proficiency that's right not level you're right so it's eight plus eight so 16. you're right guys thank you that's what i have written but i wasn't sure if it was old so you have to beat 16 yet. constitution gets a plus three to constitution let's see no no dice you rolled a two yeah get turns out everyone is rolling terribly today even the dungeon master so that is damage as well as being pushed back yep and he does not fall prone i mean unless you want him to because he rolled a two and that's embarrassing that is pretty embarrassing yeah, well, i cast him a level two so he's taken three d8 that is a seven that is an eight, and that is a three. That's okay. Um, 15, 18 damage, and he gets pushed back 10 wow. feet, so he is now 25 feet away from me. And we previously established that because you did Thunderwave against the little goobers, Brad can hear that from the clearing, right? Yes. Uh, yes, yeah. Brad, you do hear this enormous thunderous sound, as well as this wailing begin further into the forest. Alrighty, Peter is knocked back. Uh, how many feet? 20? 10. So he is now 25 feet away from me. He gets knocked back. He does kind of trip and stumble because he rolled a two. Very embarrassing for him. Sounds like a personal problem. Alrighty. And he, do, 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 he is going to now use his movement to start to approach you again. He doesn't have enough movement to fully get there. He is also going to take the dodge action. Alrighty. I need. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I need Donovan to go ahead and roll a wisdom saving throw, please. Excellent. Okay. Um, a 14. That could have gone bad. And actually, I need I need Hal to also roll a wisdom saving throw. Okay. That's a natural 16. Plus oh, no, and I'm proficient. That's a 21. Nice. So... Donovan, as this creature, this being, draws closer to you, uh, you see it, again, turns its horrifying face towards you. These empty black eyes and this rattling breathing sound interspersed with this high-pitched screaming. It attempted to use its horrifying visage ability, but you rolled a 14, and the DC is 13. So you are not frightened for the next minute. That was Jenna's turn. Can I see Jenna now? What? Can I see Jenna now? You do indeed. You What you see is Donovan with a... How to describe it? Donovan is currently grappling Jenna, this ghostly figure that is floating about five feet off the ground, with these giant, bright purple tentacles that are sprouting out of his forearms. Yeah, beautiful. Great, 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 great. Okay. <laughs> Brad, it is your turn. You are off in the clearing. Uh, what would you like to do? Holy fuck, guys. You were supposed to ask for help. Um, and Brad is going to summon a silver unicorn um, with the fine steed spell. All right. Um, which makes my speed 50. It does indeed. Brad, you are standing in the clearing. You hear the screaming and the sound of spells ricocheting off of trees and things nearby. And you cast Summon Steed, galloping and whinnying through the forest and into the clearing is the most beautiful silver unicorn you have ever seen in your entire life. 
as it enters the clearing, the entire clearing glows with beautiful angelic silver light. And you see this unicorn turns to you and says, hello, Brad, I am the great unicorn. I am here because I heard your call and I am here to assist you. Excellent. Um, can I please get on your back? Yes, certainly. I would hope so. Um, I'll, I'll scramble up. Um, I'm just, just trying to real quick make sure that this is not an action. Okay. It's not. Duration, instantaneous. Time, lasts for 10 minutes. Yeah, this, he just shows up. Yeah, so my speed is 50 with the great unicorn. And he, so... Here's the spell. You summon a spirit that assumes the form of an unusually intelligent, strong, and loyal steed, creating a lasting bond with it. Appearing in an unoccupied space within raid, the steed takes on a form you choose, such as a yada yada yada, or your DM might allow other animals to be used as steed. The steed has the statistics of the chosen form, though it is a celestial, fae, or fiend. It's a celestial. Uh, instead of its normal type. Additionally, if your steed has an intelligence of five or less, its intelligence becomes six. Um, serves as my mount both in and out of combat. I guess my question is, if my steed dashes, does that use my action? Or is the Great Unicorn its own thing? Oh, there's mounted combat rules. I can look them up. Oh boy, all right. Hold on, let me... And uh, what may not be a surprise to anyone, uh, never in my life have I thought, yeah, I should look at those rules for mounted combat. You know why? Because I'm bad at reading the rules. Yeah, so you... Yeah, you... um. Yeah, it can dash, disengage, and dodge. Those are the only things it can do. It takes 15 feet of your movement to mount it, but the, the rider doesn't have any restrictions on it, so it, it acts Perfect. like it does. Perfect. So. so that is your joined movement, essentially. So, yeah, so I get I spend half of my movement getting up onto it, and then yeah. it can dash 100 feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will that get me into combat range? Yeah, you get through the edges of the clearing into the forest, and as uh, you start to see the comm station up ahead, you also see this figure of Jenna Millsberger as well. Um, are you going to attack this figure? Yes, I'll go for for that first. Um, Perfect. Because that's the screaming sound, and I assume the explosion. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, yes. Yep, I'm going to make my... I have two attacks. My first attack is uh, with my baseball bat. That is a uh, 15 to hit. Uh, I should have been looking. That hits. Go ahead and roll some damage. Dope. Um, can I ask if uh, this creature is undead? Uh, go ahead and make an Arcana or an Insight check. To 19 plus 4, or 23? Uh, is that inside or arcana? Uh, inside. Uh, you see this creature, it turns its hollow black eyes towards you, and you know for a fact that this creature no longer knows anything about love, friendship, or teamwork. It is purely undead. Alrighty. Alrighty, in that case, I'm going to put a smite on it. So, this one, just so you know, is my... Bat. The other three are my radiant damage. So that's okay. seven plus four. Uh, Eleven bludgeoning damage from a magical weapon. And oh, Hachi Machi. 
8 is 14 plus 5 is another 19 radiant damage. Great. So what's the total again? Um, well, it's 19 radiant and 11 bludgeoning, which would be 30 total. Got it. I don't know. I, I didn't want to assume that they get counted the same way. You're good. I appreciate it. Cool, cool. And then I have another attack. Excellent. She's not grappled. No, no because she's she not. Be I am okay. Yeah, and I, uh, my ability doesn't grapple them. Cool. Cool. Then I'm just going to make my second attack. That is a 19 to hit. That'll hit. Um, and I'm going to put another smite on it. Okay. Oh, holy fuck. All right, that's another 11 bludgeoning. And okay. that is 8 plus 8 is 16 plus 5. Is another, And then 21 radiant. So that is 33? 32. 32 damage on my second attack. So I've done 62 damage this turn. Perfect. All right. So, Brad, you uh, lay into this creature with your baseball bat. As you do, uh, go ahead and make a perception check. That is a flat 10. A flat 10. Yay. You lay into this thing, beating it with your bat, opening up these kind of pockets in which this horrible, like, Thick blue light begins to spill out of like the chest and rib cage of this creature, this image of Jenna Millsberger. And with your last strike, it disappears out of uh, existence, leaving uh, like a cloud of mist behind. And as you turn back to look at Peter and Chloe, uh, you see a new image who sorts of like flicker and a different image of Jenna Millsberger appears. Uh, 15 feet away from you. Okay. Looking at your friend Peter with that 10, uh, you also notice that he seems to be uh, giving all of his attention to uh, Hal at the moment. Okay. That was Brad's turn. It is Chloe's turn. Chloe is going to... Brad, Chloe is going to give you advantage on your next attack using the help action. Sick. That is her turn. It is the top of the round. Welcome to round two, everybody. Uh, You're up first. Behind Peter, you had looked over to see this figure, 5, 10, 15, this figure of Jenna Millsberger being, quote unquote, not mechanically grappled, but visually grappled by your friend Donovan Hayes. Uh, and you watch as that image disappears and flickers back to life 15 feet further away. And right into your line of vision where you are observing Peter. Yes, Dane, you have a question. I was just going to ask. It flickered closer to them, right? Just for just for my information. Yes. Who is within? It is now about feet? halfway between everybody. Cool. And Peter also walked forward. Who is from twenty feet within of Peter? If Peter was Peter a is the point, only Chloe is on the edge of twenty feet, and Peter got knocked back twenty feet. Okay. How much is Chloe in that radius? Because he walked forward. As much as he could. So how, how much distance is between him and Chloe right now? He did walk forward, but you pushed him back from... So he was standing okay, next to Chloe and, and then walked forward, and then you pushed him okay. back. How far away is Peter from me, then? Peter is... He would have used... He is 15 feet away from you. Perfect. 
And then is the ghost between me and Peter? Or is the No, it is behind Peter. Okay. And okay, this is perfect. Okay. I am going to take 10 more feet of movement back. And then I will cast okay. sleep. And the focal point is 15 feet in front of Peter. So it should encapsulate just Peter. No, because I stepped back. Well, I can step back more if I need to. Right? Because it's only a 20-foot radius. I can fully step back. Okay. Got it, got it, got it. Alrighty, go ahead and roll your dice. Okay, I'm rolling sleep at third level. All that matters is that I best this motherfucker. Well, 98. Because it's a level one spell, and every time I go... You had, you had 2d8 for every spell level? That's dope, dude. Yeah, so 98. He really, really should fall asleep. Okay, I'm pulling up my calculator. We got a five. We got a two. Oh, can someone count how many I'm doing? I'm on two right now? Okay. We got another six. We got another six. That's a four. That's a four. That's a three. Come on. That's an eight. That's a five. That's that, an eight. Oh, that, eight that last eight didn't count. You did 43 hit okay, points. Okay. Well, that's it. Okay, 43. I did last damage eight. before, so I'm hopeful. You unleash this spell, picking out some of the sand and like sugar that Cobweb has spilled in your bag and throwing it forward. Peter does not go down. No! Oh, that's a bummer. That's a third level spell. He's a beef boy. It's your only third level spell? He is indeed. No, no, I have another one. I'll use it for the exact same thing. Don't worry. Um... <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, that was your action and part of your movement. Uh, Anything else? Uh, yes. Um, so what's behind me right now? Uh, a bunch of trees. A little bit of a ways behind you. Probably 60 to 70 feet behind you is the other clearing through the woods. And where is Donovan and uh, my boy Brad compared to? Uh, they are to your right, probably 5, 10, 15, 25 feet away. Adjacent. In front okay. of you and also towards the right. Okay. I'm going to move as much as I can to get closer to Donovan. All right. So you'll use the remaining 20 feet of your movement to pivot towards Donovan. Yes. So that puts a good... 45 feet between me and Peter? Uh, a little bit of less than that because they are, you guys are in kind of the same area in front of the comm station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. Well, Alrighty. Yeah. That's Hal's turn. Donovan, it is your turn. This figure has appeared an extra 15 feet away from you further up on this hill behind Peter Gwynn. Uh, what would you like to do? Um, yeah, my tentacles are still out. I'm going to it's going to be gross. They're going to sort of pulsate and shoot out like again over there. And I'm going to try to do the exact same thing. It's going to have to do a dexterity saving throw of uh, 15. DC 15, you got it. That is a 16, unfortunately. Okay, so I only do, I still do damage. Cool. Um, but I cannot pull it towards me. So essentially one of them sort of rushes out and slaps it, but doesn't... I don't really have full control over them, so... Cool. Or that's how I'm flavoring it. They just sort of flail about. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... I will do half as much damage, and I don't pull it anywhere. 
Um, so it's cut in half. So I deal seven damage to it. Nice. Because of rounding uh, magical bludgeoning damage. Um, and then these uh, tentacles just sort of fall off me and start writhing on the ground because I'm out of juice. And I guess I'll try running towards it and trying to like physically get in between it and the kids. Got it. Uh, so you're going your into your movement to get up in there. Yeah. Uh, you are now in between this creature and Brad, who is also riding a giant silver unicorn. Yes, Dane. I actually did 66 points of damage. I forgot to add an additional two points of damage on the la- on each attack. So it, it should it. be four, four hit points lower. Perfect. All righty. Anything else on Donovan's turn? Um, I can't really do anything else, I don't think. Yeah, unless... No, no. But I am, I'm trying to physically, like, mechanically get an opportunity attack if it tries to move towards the kids. Got it. That it would have to move out of my zone to hit anyone else. Um, and that's my turn. Alrighty, that was the end of your turn. It is about to be Peter's turn, but before that happens, we're going to end today's episode. We'll pick it up next week with the rest of this fight, and we'll see how uh, our fearless camp counselors worm their way out of this one. This has been Camp 5E. Thank you so much for listening. Big shout out to Ross Bugden for the use of the track Something Wicked in the intro and outro. Check out Ross on Twitter and Instagram at Ross Bugden, B-U-G-D-E-N. This podcast is edited by myself and stars Dane, Brian, and Sadler as our fearless camp counselors. If you could take a moment to follow us on Instagram, that would really make our social media wizard Brian very, very happy. Coming up next is episode 9 of Camp 5E, which will go live on Sunday, March 14th. And since we've already recorded that session, I can tell y'all you might need some Kleenex or non-copyright infringing facial tissues. That's all I'm gonna say. Until next time, thank you again for listening, and stay safe out there, campers.